Welcome to the Planet Talk podcast. We are your hosts, Gerald Trinidad and Vienna Ortiz. This podcast is your favorite place to talk all things planners and planner-related conversation. By listening to Planner Talk, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for planning while paired with conversations about hot topics in the planner community, interviews with shop owners and influencers, and tips on business and following your passion. This podcast will always give you the dose of good conversation, practicality, realness, and motivation you need to be your best self. to the Planner Talk podcast. We are super excited that you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about growing content planning and our biggest tips for Instagram. This is going to be a huge, huge uh, concept. So we're going to have to separate this into two parts, um, but we hope that you enjoy. Yeah, this is, there's so much we wanted to share with you guys, and we wanted to give you something valuable. There's so much to say about Instagram and I don't know about you but I want to know all the things how to grow when to post what to post who to tag all all the things so we're going to try to really talk about all the important things and yeah this is this is going to be a lot so take notes if you can and hang out with us so let's talk about Instagram we get so- some facts right Yes. So we asked on Instagram, how many people are actively trying to grow their Instagram? And it seemed that 98 people were and about 73 people weren't. Um, So everybody's on Instagram for a few different reasons, but mostly people do want to grow their Instagram. Wow. Yeah. I feel like when I started Instagram, it was more to share because I started in the beginning of Instagram. I mean, Instagram, if you didn't know, it started in October of 2010, which is still fairly new. I mean, it's only 11 years old. And in the beginning, people didn't really get it. It was like, do I share a picture of, I don't know, the sunset and put a cool yes. on top of it? <laughs> like everybody has done it in the very beginning, right? Um, but it has grown so much because check this out. Instagram has over a billion a billion monthly active users and about 995 photos are uploaded to Instagram every, not minute, second. Every Every second. second. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Now, the number one most shared food, that's a fun fact, right? The number one most shared food on Instagram is pizza. Makes sense. You want to know a fun fact? I don't eat pizza. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like pizza. And if we do, I, I limit, and you're going to think, you guys are probably going to think I'm weird because Vienna, you don't, I don't think you know this about me, but we only eat it twice a year is what I'll allow. (laughs) My goodness. Pizza is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a meal. I don't know. (laughs) So funny. Okay. Now, now that you know about my pizza story, right? 60% of Instagram users go on the platform to find new products. So now it's becoming like a, almost like your very own shopping network, right? Right. Oh, like in the palm of your hand. It's crazy. Yes. And the stories features receive more than 500 million users daily. Yeah, Instagram is definitely upgraded, you know, the ability to reach so many people in different ways with stories and reels 500 million users is a lot so we're going to talk all about how you can utilize this for your business too um in part two because that's a lot of people (laughs) yeah that is a, a ton of people i think when we started it was the community was so different then too we were sharing i mean now we have if you look up the hashtag um planners just put in put in planners see what happens just see the number right next to it it's like millions right like our little small community the hashtag is like millions you look up washi wednesday or just washi in general it's it's crazy crazy, right it's crazy like we didn't even use hashtags before no what were hashtags we just posted and then we're like okay we're done (laughs) yeah so I mean, that's a little bit about Instagram. 
Um, but in this episode, we wanted to talk about growing on Instagram. Um, and we have some tips. We do. We have a lot of tips. And the first thing that we wanted to ask um, was from you guys. And we wanted to see what your main purpose was for growing your Instagram. And so some of the responses we got were to share my study and planning tips, bringing more business to my shop, broader reach for sales, reach more creative babes, connecting with the planner community to bring people over to grow my YouTube channel for fun, for PR, to make new friends, connections, creative outlet, so on and so forth. So everybody's on there for, you know, a few different reasons, but there are people actively trying to grow. So let's give you some tips. And these are not all the tips. These are just what we kind of wanted to highlight. Okay, so the first tip we want to chat about is posting consistently and posting at the best time. So I'm going to give you a little fun fact here. Uh, you can almost double your follower growth rate by moving from less than one post, post per week to one to six posts a week. You can more than double your follower growth rate again by moving from posting one to six times per week to once or more per day. So what do you think about that, Jared? Like, do you post consistently and at specific times or is it just whenever you feel like posting? I'll be honest. When I was consistent, um, I would actually go into the insights of my Instagram, I like to play around with the time where I see, like sometimes I'll post around noon and see if I get more engagement then. And then the next week on the same day, I'll post at like 6 a.m. to see if it's the same thing. So I kind of play around because over time, your audience is active at different times. And so that's why your, your tools, like your insights that Instagram gives you, you want to go in there because everybody's kind of a little different, right? Um, but for me, when I was doing consistently, the mornings were like it for me. Like it was like, and it was easy for me because I was already up. Uh, now my schedule has changed. Um, but definitely I follow my analytics and I see when people are the most active and that's when I try to post. What about you? Yes, such that's a great tip. Utilize your analytics because they're there for a reason. Um, they are there to show you, you know, the type of people that are liking your posts. Um, you can see how many people are sharing your stuff, how many people are liking your stuff, saving your stuff. And with that, you can see if you're moving in the right direction or not. Um, there's a lot of people on Instagram stories now, which we'll talk about later. But if you want to, you know, tailor your audience, you know, and tailor all of your analytics to you, then check out your personal Instagram analytics. They're so good. Um, I love using them. As far as posting consistently, honestly, I post like when I wake up, <laughs> like in the morning, I'll just post um, just as a routine for myself. Yeah, like as a routine for me, that's what I do. If I went by like the best times that might be a little bit too like specific for me at this point but if I was running a business then I would definitely be looking at best times to post each day that does that make sense like when yeah. my when the people are mostly on Instagram which is what they're trying to share here so I feel like if I was running a business I'd definitely be posting in the morning and in the afternoon like right instantly twice a day six times a week and people would know like, oh, hey, she's posting at this time. Oh, what is she showing? Or mm -hmm. like, that's more like business. But for me, it's it's also more of a creative outlet. So it all depends yes. what you're using it for. Also, you know, if mm -hmm. you're really trying to grow, then the tips right there, like what Vienna said, uh, posting one to six times per week to once or more per day, like that, I think you would definitely grow and you would be seen a lot more. Yeah, definitely. And on the contrary, you can think of your, if you're trying to grow, then you could think of your Instagram as a business as well. And that kind of changes the mindset a little bit. So you can definitely see it both ways. But posting consistently is um, one of our first tips. Now, the second tip we have is to engage your audience. Now, this one is huge. I think that your post, your Instagram has to be engaging for me to follow you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how to engage the first way which I'm a big fan of is posting valuable content and by valuable you want your content to be shareable and savable likable is not really 
going to help the algorithm at this point. There's just some controversy on whether or not liking it is even a factor. But if it's shareable, you're not only able to share, you know, your content with others. And it's basically like the game of telephone, right? It's, it's being given, shown to other people by being shared um, and savable because that is actually helping the algorithm in some way or another. Um, so what are some ways or what are some ways you like to see people show valuable content, Jaredell? Because I know for me, um, I just like something that I can use, something that teaches me something. It can be in the caption. It can be in the picture itself. I really like something that adds value to my life, I suppose. <laughs> I feel like your, your content is super valuable. Like you give really good oh, tips. Thank you. And that's super shareable. I see it on people's stories. Um, I see it like people sharing it. I'm sure people are saving it or for later. Appreciate that. Um, say what? I said, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. Um, but for me, it's like, because I'm very much more crafty than planner. And sometimes I'm more planner. Than so I'm kind of in the middle. And what I really like seeing is different views of a project to me is valuable because I, I can kind of see the texture of the project. Like, you know what I mean? So again, it all depends on what you're trying to show. Now for planner related, I would say it's, you know, if you're sharing your spread, it's super cool. But now if you tag, you know, the shops that you got the washi from or the stickers from, that makes it valuable. That makes it like, oh, I'm seeing it. Where does she get this? I want to see, like, I can't tell you how many times I see a planner spread and I click on the pic or I tap on a picture and there's no, nothing. And I'm like, where's that from? I want to know. But the moment you take that extra second or minute really to add these shops, like your post becomes valuable. And I feel like sometimes people kind of miss that. And it's such a little minor detail, but it's such an important detail. Um, especially now, if you want your post to be shareable and you have no idea what, what, um, what to say, or if it's even valuable, um, one of the tips here that I have that I keep them thinking of on top of my head is quotes. Like people love quotes. And if you had that quote with a different background and posted as a carousel, I can guarantee you that people would share it with the color, whatever color suits their, their timeline. Um, so for me, I love seeing, like I said, the different views of a project, but I also love seeing like tutorials, which is more, it would be more like a video. I'm very big on video. I love video anything. So reels, stories, or when you post a video on your, on your actual timeline, like to me, that's super valuable. Yes, that was great advice. You brought up a good point. It just depends on even what, I don't want to say industry, but like what content you're trying to share. So like for you, you're saying, you know, you're interested in like crafty things and DIYs and figuring out like how to do something crafty. So you want to see that, or you at least want to have some type of way to get to what they were using, which makes total sense. So I love that. And then when it comes to planning, I don't think everyone has to be necessarily teaching somebody how to plan to be valuable. Um, yeah, that's just one way to go about it. But I've seen so many people share like their products and like you said, you know, you're able to get ideas and inspiration from that. So that's valuable as well. You can go to that person's shop or maybe you get photo inspiration. So there's a whole lot of ways that you can post valuable content. You just have to decide like, hey, what's valuable to me? And then maybe put your twist on it and share that. Um, it, you just have to kind of sit down and, and think about that a little bit. But that's one way to engage your audience. Um, the second way is to utilize other methods of engagement. You guys, we have reels, stories, and lives now. These are huge. People are growing a lot by using, you know, these methods. 70% uh, of users watch stories every day, um, and 70% watch that with the sound on. And I think 
if you're not using real stories in lives yet, you should definitely jump on that. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have like the perfect reel or have a bunch of people on your lives. Just start somewhere and see what happens. I love stories. When stories came out as a vlogger, it was like, oh, this is so much easier to go on stories and I can interact with my with my audience so much faster. They can DM me or respond right away. I don't have to edit. Oh my goodness. I do not have to edit. And that's like, if you're not utilizing stories yet, and I know a lot of people don't want to show their face and that's completely understandable um, because I mean, I kid you not, my, my first few videos, it was literally just my hands, like on YouTube when I first started. I would just show literally what I bought. And even if you did that on your stories, like show what you buy or show, you know, your planner spread or your project or, you know, anything, um, just a way to interact with your audience. Like, I think that would make, like, you would feel so much more connected to your audience. It's going to catch fire in a way where you're going to get addicted to that interaction and you'll get to know your community. I think that was like, I just, when they came out with that, um, that was like game changer for me. You know, a lot of people were asking, well, how do I make reels? How do I, you know, make my stories interesting? That's like a whole nother topic, but I would say to get started with that, jump on YouTube and look that up. That's what I've done to see like tips and tricks for doing reels and um, how to make your stories more interesting if that's what you're looking for because there's a ton ton of information out there when it comes to that like people are out there sharing this gold information and we can talk about that for like years on this podcast but I think just do your research and the one time you do it should be all you need so invest a little bit of time into that and you should feel confident after that. The cool thing about Reels is that you can repurpose it and you can use it and post it on either Facebook or um, TikTok. And that way you're making one piece of content, but you get to spread it to other social media platforms and that's less work for you. Yeah. Good point. Actually, Jaredelle is the one who sold me on like reels and all of that. So I do owe a lot of credit to you. And then I was like, this is cool. Like, this is neat. Okay. So another tip we have for you is to use relevant and quality hashtags. Now I will admit, I do not utilize hashtags as much as I should. Like I have on my notes app, a hashtag that a hashtag sequence, but I just copy and paste every single time. But I know that there's more hashtags that you can play around with to kind of reach different audiences. Um, This is important because Instagram has it to where you can now follow hashtags. So I follow a hashtag called positive mindset, I think. I'm not sure if it's that or not, but um, and it's other people that I am not following, but they're using the hashtag. So you can reach so many people that are not following you. And oftentimes I've went and followed somebody just because of that. So I would say play it right down. um, I don't know, 50 hashtags that are relevant to the planner community, what you're sharing. And then if you wanted to take it a step further, go and research how many people are following that hashtag and see if it's relevant, you know, in the community or not. And then delete some, add some, you know, play around with them, keep them on your phone in different um, categories. And I think that that'll help reach more people. I think with the hashtags also, I think you can use 30 hashtags per post. And there's this like debate whether it's better to use hashtags in your caption or in your first comment. And what I found out, because I know, Vienna, you write yours in your first comment. Yes, but for no particular reason. So I need to be schooled. (laughs) (laughs) And I use mine, actually, I put mine in my caption. And I've tried both ways and same range. So it works both ways. If you were wondering, like, where do I put it? Is there, it works. Because as long as you have the hashtag somewhere, the algorithm will pick it up so that if somebody looks up hashtag washi, you'll pop up. Now, another thing I will say with the hashtag, just because there's a billion people that have 
use that hashtag because there are a billion people, let's say, this is an example, example. Um, that means that there's, there's a billion pictures using that same hashtag. And That's very true. Sometimes you might get buried, most likely will. Um, in order to make it to the top of that certain hashtag, it's going to take a while and it's going to take a lot of posting on your part to rank up to that to be seen even so what i i mean i still use like popular hashtags of course because you know it's what it is um but i also try to use hashtags that are a little bit smaller that have maybe twenty thousand, you know um twenty thousand posts with that hashtag so that way i'm more likely to be seen so you kind of have to strategize a little bit um with the hashtags and it takes time also. It does It does take time. If you really wanna show up in a certain hashtag, just keep posting and keep using that hashtag because the more content you post, the more you'll show up on those certain hashtags and Instagram will favor you and it'll, you know, it'll make sure that it, you show up. Okay, so the next way that you can grow your following is to collaborate with others. Now, this is something that was really, really popular back when we first started. There were a ton of tags that you could do where people were just like following, like it was like somebody would post something and then it's like, now go follow this person. And then that person would say, go follow this person. And it was like a following thing. And that just kind of died out and became kind of spammy, I think. So no one really does that anymore. Um, but there's other ways that you can collaborate. I used to love doing um, these planner challenges. And it was where you would post a picture each day and it was related to you know that planner challenge of the day. Um, and that was so much fun to create and see because at the time I wasn't even trying to grow my following, which is funny, um, it just happened and it was kind of a accident, it was cool. Um, but now I like to do stuff similar once in a while where I can ask somebody, hey, do you wanna do this challenge with me? Um, we'll post it together, you know, people can follow it and whatever. And you get introduced to different people by doing that, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, I like your challenge, your little challenges. I'm. When you're talking about the tags earlier, where like you kind of, it seems kind of spammy. I'll be 100% honest. I get tagged a lot, and I think people got tired of tagging me because I would never repost it. I'm terrible. Number one, with me, I'm I'm horrible at keeping in touch. And so, like when I get a tag, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it later, and I'll I'll screenshot the tag to do it. And then I forget, I, I'll be honest, I'm like, oh, unless I do it right then and there. Um, and I can see why it becomes kind of spammy because then it can kind of look like, oh, they're only tagging their friends or only the in quote popular kids are doing it kind of thing. Um, but I've seen other collaborations. I do like your challenges to take a picture, especially sometimes you just don't have the inspiration or you don't know what to post, you can go to those challenges and be like, oh yeah, today we're posting a picture of blue washi, for example, or something like that, right? So, and it's still, you know, you're still in a community, you're still in a challenge, you're still engaged. So those are really fun challenges. I'm really bad at them. I've never, I don't think I've ever done a full on 30 day challenge where I post every single day. Um, and following a challenge to a T. Like, I don't think I've ever, I'm too like all over the place for that. But what I've seen, and I've never done it that way, where people take over each other's Instagram stories, like Instagram accounts, and they go on stories. So they'll say, hey, so-and-so is taking over my Instagram, go follow them. So it's kind of like a win-win where they take over your Instagram account you take over their Instagram and all day they're in your stories. You get to know get to know someone else, someone new. And it's fun. I've seen that happen. Now, I'm a big skeptic and I don't know if I would only because my password situation, like, like that just scares me to like- I was thinking about that too. <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, I think it's cool though, right? I, I actually follow those takeovers. Yeah. But for me personally, 
I'm like, mm, I would have to make up a whole new password. Right. And will I able, will I be able to get back in? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> maybe it's just me. No, I, I was thinking it. <laughs> okay. See, so it's not just me. So another collaborations would be like, I'm part of a design team and I can collaborate with either a brand or a certain person where I'm teaching a workshop with a certain paper collection and someone is also doing a workshop with that same paper collection. So it's kind of like a challenge in a way slash collaboration kind of thing. So I've seen people do that as well. So there's many ways to collaborate with others and to get your engagement going. But you, it, I mean, it's, it's no longer like you post a picture and all these people are going to come engage with you. Like people really, you need to have something. You need to give people a reason to be a part of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I want to mention also that this is for organic engagement. Yes. You can get engagement. Like I know I've seen give do people do giveaways, but I will tell you that a lot of people will only follow you to try and win that specific item you're giving away. And as soon as it's over, they'll unfollow you. So just be careful with that. Oh, I was just going to say that. You reminded <laughs> me because I'm sorry if you do giveaways, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like that necessarily so much anymore. Like you said, because people are literally just following you for that. And like, you want um, organic, like you said, authentic people to be in your community. And that's not one way to do it. Again, back in the day, that was all the rage. It was like, a giveaway for this, a giveaway for that, like wow. all the time. And it was kind of fun though, at the same time too, to do that. But now it just doesn't feel as authentic. I think we've passed, uh, we've passed that already. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know? I mean, before I used to be like, oh, I'm not giving away anything. I'm not appreciating my audience. And to be honest, like your audience will follow you because they like you, not because they're yes. trying to win something from you for free. Or, right. You know. Absolutely. So piggybacking off of what we were just talking about, another way to grow your audience would be, or grow your Instagram following, would be to be a part of a PR team or a design team. Um, you know, there's other ways to really like get people to want to follow you. Like influencing is one way. I know that like I used to do a lot of influencing. I don't do that anymore, but um, it's still out there. People are still, you know, affiliated with these uh, companies, these shops, you know, these businesses, and people will follow you for the codes. They'll follow you for, you know, the sneak peeks of what's coming out. And um, to see how you're using the products that shops are releasing. So if you are interested in doing that, then you might want to apply for some PR or design teams, right? Jaredelle is like on a bunch of them. <laughs> so she knows way more about this. And I think in the future, we'll talk about this in a lot more detail. Um, yeah, sure. But that's definitely one way to go. So yeah, design teams, they're really fun to be on. And, you know, also working with other companies, but I get a lot of questions about design teams, how to apply, how do you get on them, what do you do, what's the secret, and I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on this because there's so much, um, because it's, when you're part of the, a design team, you're representing a brand, and sometimes certain brands have different requirements, and so I know Vienna's been, I mean, she's worked with other brands as well, so she's not necessarily on a design team, but she's worked with brand. And it's, I feel like being on a design team is working with a brand for a longer period of time. Um, but it's, they just all have different requirements and I am totally an open book. So if you would like us to know or want to know more about design teams or working with other brands, you may DM us on Instagram, Planet Talk Podcast, or if you have specific questions for me, you can also always ask me on Instagram. I am at Jaredal Trinidad. So as far as growing your Instagram, another really important thing is good quality photos. I think that this is like, oh, people are kind of missing the mark on this sometimes because I'm like, ooh, 
your stuff is awesome. And like your, your, your spread or whatever's going on is great, but I just see that it's lacking that. Right. Oh my gosh. There's so much. We could do a whole podcast about these pictures because I feel like some, so for me looking at crafty projects, some of them are just beautiful. However, the photo does not do it justice. And it just makes me sad because if you're going to post on Instagram and you want that kind of like engagement and growth, you also have to learn some photography. Like it's it just is people like things that are pretty. If you're taking photos on your kitchen table and we can see, you know, I don't know, snacks or a cup or it's really dark or it's like the backdrop is like, a, like, you know, it, it's just not... I, I don't know, like people are not going to like the picture and they're not going to engage and no one's going to come up and say, hey, your picture looks bad because then that that just doesn't happen. Because I had questions all the time, like, how do you know where to put the washi? How do you know where to put the pen? And I'm like, I honestly take photos, like I'll take one picture, you'll see one picture, but it took at least 15 takes and like it, it just... You just have to keep taking photos until the one is like, okay, this is it. I like where the pen is. I like where the washi is. I like where my planner is. I'm liking the lighting. And even after that, I still do some tweaks. I'll edit the photo to make it brighter or more vibrant or more saturated. There's, I, I told you, I could talk a lot about photography but do you have any tips no that was also good um you definitely have to again with like the reels and the lives and the stories you have to do your research and just you know pull up a youtube video about how to get good lighting how to use natural lighting how to edit your photos um how to you know use flat lays and things like that and just kind of you know educate yourself on all of that because it's so important um, you don't have to be like a, the best photographer or anything like that. That's not really what we're saying. We're mostly just saying, if you do want to grow, you do have to kind of um, work your way into making these photos look good so that we find them pretty, <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean, the human eye, we like pretty. So that's another tip for you. And then the next tip we have is to just stay authentic to you. Or don't try to copy or be someone else. Um, it can be really easy to do this, you guys. I mean, in this community, um, we're all creative. We're all, we all are, you know, essentially doing the same thing, posting about the same things. And so you might say like, hey, like that person has a lot, a lot of followers. Like, let me just like copy what they're doing. And while you should take inspiration for sure, like 100%, like the concept I just think that if you put your own spin on your own page that is going to attract people way more than if it looked like the person that you were trying to copy I'm telling you you have to try to be as authentic as you can and if you're having self-doubts about like well I don't know if this is a good enough post just try it see what happens see how people are responding use your insights you know um and see how that's going but you will be so much happier if you just stay authentic to you and how you want your page to look. You know? I agree a hundred percent. And like, it's going to take a second also, if you know, to find your style, you know um, I mean, even me, I, I still feel like I was, I think I finally found a way to kind of really showcase my own style, but not to discourage anyone, but you have to keep trying and honestly, if a post doesn't feel good and you're like, oh, I'm just going to post it, whatever. I don't care if it gets seen. I mean, if you're going to post on Instagram, let's be real. You care and you want it to be seen. And if it doesn't feel right, don't post it because you're just gonna, always going to look at that one post. Trust me on this. You're going to look at that one post and be like, oh, that thing is in the middle of my feet. And if I delete it, it's not going to look right either. Like, so... Trust me on this. If it doesn't feel right, it's never going to feel right. <laughs> like Just retake the photo, change, you know, the position of, you know, your product and retake it. Because trust me, like I said, it, it, it's going to, the one picture can haunt you for sure. 
So true. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to really curate your feed ahead of time so that you can see what it's going to look like and all of that. So don't worry, we got you there. Um, but one of the last ways we really have um, for you, one of the last tips we have for you to grow your Instagram is to connect. Um, and I know that's like very vague and broad, but if you show your face and be as personable as much as possible, people are going to feel like, they are following a real person versus following like a bunch of pictures. And I can tell you that when I know I'm following like somebody and I, I can see that person and I know, you know, I can connect with that person. Um, I want to follow that person more because I'm kind of invested in them versus just like their pictures. Um, don't get me wrong. If you're just posting pictures and your content is amazing, people are going to follow you regardless, but it's always nice to be as personable as you can, if you can, and if you feel comfortable with it. Now, if that's, you know, kind of hard for you to show your face at first, there's other ways to connect. I would say take 10 accounts that you absolutely love on Instagram and comment, literally comment, interact with other people because you want them to interact with you. So let's say you, you take these 10 accounts and you comment and you kind of start or continue the conversation with whatever they were posting about. That way they start seeing you more frequently. Their followers start seeing you and they start to follow you. And it's kind of like that snowball effect where they're like, oh, I know this person. Oh yeah, she's, I've seen her post or, oh, I don't follow her yet. How do I not follow this person yet? So really if you want people to connect with you, you have to connect with others as well. Um, and for you too, you'll start seeing the same people commenting in those, in those accounts. And you can form some really beautiful friendships. And I mean, that's kind of like how Vienna and I met in a way where we didn't even know each other. We had, well, she had seen my face uh, on Periscope way back when, but you know, she was commenting all the time and like we commented on each and we look at us now, you know, and so, and it's the same thing on other platforms, but on Instagram, I think it's huge when you connect with other people by interact, interacting with your top 10 most followed account, or not most followed account, your top 10 accounts that you love following because that's what you like. And most likely the other people that are commenting on those accounts are more likely to be like you. And so that's a community right there that I feel like a lot of us are missing out on. I'm even guilty of not doing that all the time because I just, I just scroll. I'm like, oh, I love this picture. And I scroll and I don't always take the time to comment, but I can guarantee you that when I receive a comment, I love it that I answer almost instantly because I'm like oh my gosh she saw this like you, you you'll just start seeing it I'm telling you connect with those these other people and they'll come back to you and I, I guarantee you you'll create these amazing friendships you are so right on like you're right on um I had a kind of coming to Jesus <laughs> with this recently or a few months ago because I was like hey like okay most people want engagement on their photos, right? I mean, let's just be honest, like you're posting something and it's cool. It's an, it's an awesome feeling, like you said, to get somebody interested in what you're interested in. And I'm like, but if I'm not doing that, how do I expect other people, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. if, if I'm not taking the time to do that myself, um, I don't know, it's just kind of like, there's no connection there. And so I've definitely, like you said, made it a point to, if I like something, take the two seconds to say that you like it and um, put a heart, who knows, put whatever you want to put to make that person, you know, feel like what they're posting is great. Like you love it. This is cool. I love this. And they're going to do the same back to you. It's kind of like whatever you put out in the universe, you're going to get back. And as a community, I think we could all do better at this too. Um, because I'm not seeing a whole lot of connection necessarily and maybe I'm wrong but I think if we all collectively tried then we could be a more tight-knit community um the other thing I was going to say is with likes I am a huge like 
person who just scrolls. Like yeah. I will not and stop and double tap. I'm like, why don't I double tap? Like I need to start actually liking the photos that I like. Um, so take the time out to like, take the time out to save, to share, and um, you will get that in return. So thank you, Jaredelle, for that point. So good. Well, for sure. I, I mean, my husband, um, he's been trying to grow his Instagram. And I remember he was posting and it had been maybe a month or two. And he's like, how come people are not like liking my photos? I'm not growing. And I'm like, you've been doing this for two months, like calm down. <laughs> and I don't know if um, you listeners follow Gary Vee, but if you don't yet, make sure you follow him. But he has a strategy that I told my husband to do, and he's been doing it now for about a year and he's grown a lot. His community has grown and it's the dollar eighty um, strategy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Have you heard of it? The dollar eighty. No, I haven't. Um, no, but I'm gonna check it out. So the dollar eighty Instagram strategy. It translates to leaving your personal two cents on the top nine trending Instagram posts for ten different hashtags that are relevant to your brand or business every single day, and that equals Ooh. up to a dollar eighty. That's neat. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot of work, but. I can guarantee you that it works, number one, because I made my husband do it. I don't personally do it, which I should, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's been doing it and his Instagram grew. The enga- he has a, a good like community, but he's grown so much and he, he loves it. He swears by it. So if you, any of you have not tried it, try it and let me know how it's working out for you. Yeah, that sounds so good. I mean, I personally, when someone comments on any of my pictures, I will follow them because I'm like, oh, we're connecting. Like, I'm going to follow you. I want to see your thing. So I think that's where he's getting at kind of with that. And that sounds so good. So please try that and let us know how it works. (laughs) Okay. So we have a next big thing. It's content planning. Yeah, this is big. That's a huge one. Um, I feel like Vienna, you probably have some crazy. I love content planning. Yeah, see, I told you guys. Like obsessed with content planning. And so she is, but she is so good at it. And oh, thank you. Her and I, I mean, we content plan completely different. Um, but it's almost kind of the same in a way, but it's just a different way. So what I'm getting at is that as long as you're you got to find your own way of content plan is what I'm getting at. There's no wrong or right way of doing it. Whatever works for you, that's the right way. That's, that's really, but we'll give you some of our tips. I can't wait to hear um, Vienna's tips on this because I know, I know she's got a ton. It's just one of those things that I'm just like, yes, like I (laughs) sleep and breathe this. No, but thank you. I love it. Um, Half of this is going to be in this episode and then the other half in the next part. Um, But yeah, content planning has been something that I've been love. I have loved to do for so long. And so many of you had questions on and I was shocked. I'm like, oh, really? Like they want to know content planning stuff. Like, okay, let's do it. Um, So I know. So The first thing that I have for you is use a content calendar. It's so simple, but it's like, it's so important. Um, You can have like a complete separate calendar for this, or you can use an app. So you can use a a paper calendar. Um, Honestly, sometimes I just go on Pinterest and find like one of those old school eight by 11 calendars. And I just literally rough draft everything out or you can use one of the fancy apps like later Hootsuite or Planoly. And you guys have to have a calendar. I'm sorry. Like I, <laughs> I know that some of you might not want one, but you're going to find it changes the game. Um, and we're going to go into like why it changes the game. But for the most part, that is the number one tip I have for you. Um, what about posting schedules, Jaredell? Because I feel like um, we were talking about that a little bit earlier and how we kind of just post and kind of just figure it out. Um, but I know that when I was running Planner Attic Box, I would use Planoly. I think it was Planoly. Yeah. And I would schedule out all of my posts to automatically post 
um, at specific times of the day. So I would just say, hey, at 3 p.m. And then it would push to my phone and I would just agree for it to post. And that was it. Like I didn't have to do anything um, besides do that when it came time to posting. That's such a time saver. I am such a cheapo. (laughs) I'll be honest. I will have, so I've talked about this on the live um, previously, but I will make a brand new album every year. I have like an Insta, um, an album that I name IG 2020, 2021. So, and I will drag in from my big album or like my most recent photos I will drag in whatever photos I want to post on Instagram. So that way I have a visual of what in my photo album, I'll have a visual of what my, um, my feed is going to look like. And if you hold down a photo of any album, you can actually move the photo around. Okay. To me, that's free. <laughs> and I, I'll use that. And I've been doing that and it, it's working. I, I can actually delete and photos or move around. Um, like I, I just wanted to aesthetically have certain colors. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe the next picture should have pink. And I'll take a photo of what I had taken and I'll drag it into that album. And that's kind of like how I plan it. Now, I literally put an alarm <laughs> and I'll say, uh, my alarm will say post on Instagram and I'll know what picture it is because it's in that album and my captions are written in my notes. Although I'm thinking of writing into pages instead of notes because I have accidentally deleted my captions by accident. It happens. It happens. So if it's on pages, at least I can do like undo and it's, it's there. So, um, but that's what I do. Like I've never used apps. Like when you were talking about Planoly that it just posts for you, that sounds like a dream <laughs> to be honest. Like that sounds so useful. I'm just so used to doing it kind of manually really. Yeah. Um, but I might have to invest. Well, I mean, the way you're doing it is essentially what Planoly does. Right. Uh, for you except if you wanted to pay that extra little bit to have it scheduled and pushed to you and kind of have it all in one place like fun little package then you would choose Planoly but what you're doing is amazing content like creation like it's good it, it's content planning still and the main point is to just see what your feed is going to look like right like to yeah. see you know the aesthetic of the feed and then you still have the captions going so by all means, like try Jaredel's way, you know, just to see, get your feet wet a little bit and see how you like it, see if it helps you. And then if you want to invest into Planoly, which is actually free, it's free unless you want to add a, more than a certain amount of photos. And also if you want to automate it so that um, it pushes to your phone. So that, that would be the reason why you would um, pay for it. But those are two great options, I think, to start with. Now, Deciding on a posting schedule. Now, because I have commitments with design teams and brands, those are the first thing, like Vienna said, have a calendar, like a monthly calendar. I write whatever commitments I have first. That's what I write down, like in pen, that's not moving. Those posts need to be up or are going to be up on those days. And then the rest of the, like, I don't usually post on Sundays, but the rest of the calendar is pretty much a free for all. Um, I've done it where I'm literally um, doing like a Roy G. Biv, like, oh, on, on Monday, I'll have pink on, um, on Tuesday, I'll have orange, you know, so it, so I'll have a picture with those backdrops. I've done that. Um, But really, I'm very loose when it comes to my own stuff now if it's like I said if it's for a brand obviously it has to be done on that day then I'll do it on that day but that's how I plan mine how do you plan your posting schedule like what, um, what behind it? like what's the the thought behind it so right now I'm posting like a picture and then some type of image or graphic um and so 
I think that there's two parts to this. Like the first one is what content are you going to, you know, want to schedule? Like you said, you have design team commitments. And so there's specific days you have to, you know, work that in. And then the other one is what type of day, what, what time of day are you going to post? Um, and so there's two different ways to think about this, but for the most part, this is going to be for people who are having trouble with accountability um, because a lot of people are saying, hey, how do I stay accountable when, you know, I'm actually like really loose on this, like you said, kind of like you, like I am actually kind of, you know, a little bit uh, lenient on myself when it comes to posting in my schedule. And so if you want to be more accountable, you have a schedule and that kind of gets your, your toes in the water of like getting the rhythm down, getting the routine down. And so that's why you're going to want one. Um, for, like I said, for people who are just like, ah, I just go with the flow, but I would like to be, you know, more organized, you have to have a posting schedule. So with the schedule, I would say decide on the content and when you're going to post what content and then decide on if you're going to post every day, if you're going to post once a day, twice a day. And hey, my routine is I wake up in the morning and post it. Or hey, my routine is I post at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And just kind of stick with that for a while and see how that changes up like your tactics with this. Yes. So we're going to talk more about deciding on the specific content you want to post and what day, um, you know, what specific day you want to post. But we'll talk about this on the second part. I know, I know this is good, but you will have to wait until our next episode because there's a lot more to say about this topic that we want to share and we just don't want to cram it all in one. We really want you guys to take it in because we've given you a lot of information. So make sure you come back next week for part two of this episode. Yes, come back with your paper, come back with your planner and your pen to take notes. We're going to talk about a whole lot more content planning and a whole lot more Instagram for business. 